everybody and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and World. It's a comic-centered edition of the show, as many of them are, and I am delighted on this episode to be talking with someone who has a very spiffy pair of headphones, and that is comics colorist Charlie Kirkhoff. Please enjoy. Yeah, thanks for jumping in. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> my pleasure. I, first of all, I'm going to give a shout out to a book that I was just sharing in my classroom this past week because it's just the coolest thing to me. And that is Star Trek Halloween. Halloween. Not Deck, but Halloween. Okay. Just just so much fun. Uh, love. I think it's Christopher Sekaria. Is that right? Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I, I think he's agreed to come on, so I'll find out then. Um, and also Joe Isma, just just a great creative mm-hmm. team, and just so much fun uh, happening in the Star Trek universe in that book. So just sending a shout out to that first. But um, I believe my first official question is something about comics and what they allow you to do in terms of the stories that you want to tell and want to share with the world. Um. I don't know with, with, with comics is uh, it's, it's just a medium that I've loved since I was a kid, mm-hmm. and you know, and you know if I had to choose one medium, even though I love television and movies and prose and you know everything else, um, I, I don't know just something about comics has always drawn me in. So I mean, if I had to choose one medium, but comics, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know if it allows me to um, do any storytelling that you couldn't absolutely not do anywhere else it's mm-hmm. just it's just i i enjoy that medium uh, it's in creating as well as um reading so yeah um, yeah uh same i read widely but it's it's so often comics it's sort of like the motif they just keep coming back and um, any issues creators or characters that were kind of first grabs for you that um caught your attention immediately as a younger reader um well I mean, my dad was a DC Comics fan, and mm-hmm. so uh, he had like the like Superman through the seventies or whatever you know um, collection, and I would always read that. So I think I was drawn to Superman as a character. And then when I just started getting comics and reading them myself, probably around um, eight years old, uh, and and so that would have been like a John Byrne Superman run. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I remember having fond memories of reading a lot of those um and then uh then it, like as i got older I started moving over started just reading other things uh like to marvel and then to other uh publishers and more indie publishers as i got older and and now i just i like everything <laughs> yeah yeah same i i read widely and um, I'm going to actually skip questions here just a little bit around because that idea of wide reading just also gets to your creating. I mean, from Star Trek to Planet of the Apes meets Green Lantern, which is actually just just a fun book to me. Well, no, no, actually, the <laughs> the, 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 the Planet of the Apes book I did was actually a Star Trek Planet of the Apes. Crossover. Oh, I'm sorry, Star Trek Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I had, I had my. Yeah. That's also one of my favorites. I yeah, love the. I, I did do uh, a. Star Trek, like the uh, the the Calvin verse uh, Star Trek with mm-hmm. crossover with uh, Green Lantern. I did a cover for that, so 
That's um, what I, I'm sorry. That's yeah, what so. I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and I also love those. Those are just uh, so much fun to discover. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Those, those linking together of worlds with Planet of the Apes, Star Trek, and then the Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Doctor Who. Um, any favorite experiences of yours in your work? Positive collaborations, that sort of thing. Um, well, I, don't, I like I really enjoy because uh, when I was working on Doctor Who regularly, that was like ten years ago. Because um, I was doing when IDW had the license, and they lost the license just after the fiftieth anniversary, mm-hmm. and we're coming up to the sixtieth anniversary now. Um, but Doctor Who has always been one of my favorite uh, television show franchises since I was very young, and so getting to work on that that was um, really fun. Plus, um, since I was doing so much Doctor Who stuff, they were letting me do things besides just coloring. So I got to do uh, some covers. Uh, well, which was basically I was uh, recreating the Dave Gibbons mm-hmm. Marvel covers, um, which I loved as a kid. So I, I really want to have those in there. So I was um, doing my best to try to recreate them. And then I also um, uh, was asked to do out of the blue um, a wraparound cover, which was to create a paper craft TARDIS. I don't know if you uh, if you saw that that cover, but uh, mm-hmm. my editor just, just uh, emailed me and says like, "Hey, make a paper craft TARDIS that would be a wraparound cover uh, yes. for a variant cover." And um, and actually, I still have because this is my um, prototype, which was made out of Bristol board, and then. This is the uh, actual one that was printed that's been put together. Love it. Love so, it. yeah, and, th- and that was fun because that was all my, um, you know, wheelhouses. It was, it was just kind of like a, a weird thing. He sent that to me. I was like, why would you ask me to do that? And then I was like, I could probably do that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I, then I did that. And then I, I also got to uh, write an issue when I was uh, working on Doctor as well. So, so yeah, that, that was kind of a fun time because i got to do um you know take on or put on more hats than i normally do because normally i just uh work as a colorist but uh, i got mm-hmm. to do other things as well so very cool very cool to to play those multiple roles and wear those mm-hmm. multiple hats i was going to ask you about the role of the colorist because i feel like sometimes that's something that gets either overlooked or sort of like well, well they're on the list too but what do they do so i'm um, just curious what you would share with listeners about that particular part of what you do um well yeah I think the role of the colorist is to um emphasize the storytelling that's already there mm-hmm. uh because mm-hmm. you can uh you know you can help push the mood like if it's if it's uh supposed to be something creepy you might do something like more monochromatic or something maybe or um or more garish color sometimes if it's like you know, d- depending on what, what you're looking for, or if it's supposed to be like more fun action, you might want to use uh, local colors, but bright colors maybe. And, you know, and, and so basically your color decisions goes into the mood. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but a lot of the things that, you know, I'm thinking of is to help push the storytelling. It's really just to um, also push the clarity, uh, make sure that the viewer's eye is going to where you want in each panel mm-hmm. to tell the story. Um, and, and I mean, sometimes like the, the, sometimes the line art does this on its own. So you don't have to do too much heavy lifting, but sometimes you might get something where there's a lot going on and you don't know where 
the eye is supposed to land. Mm-hmm. So then, so then basically I kind of like going from like, you know, what the script is saying and what's in the artwork that I can like, okay, I can try to put an emphasis on this section of the panel here so that just to make it clear, what's more clear what's, ha- what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause sometimes like you might get a, a, see a comic where it's like, everything is just, it's just mud and then you can't really tell what's going on. So um, yeah, you just, basically is, you know, my concentration a lot of times is just, make sure everything is clear. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so by means of a final question, and then we can hit anything that we've missed, um, curious about places where listeners and readers can go to learn more about your work uh, and any nods to creative work that you'd like to do or that you will be doing. And I'll mention again, um, Star Trek Halloween. It's an ongoing series right now and really enjoying that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, well, first of all, like, uh, I mean, you can find me on my website, which is charliekirkoff.com. Um, and that's, you, you can find all like my other links there too, as well as portfolio and other information. Um, but pretty much if I'm on a social network, it's at Charlie Kirkoff and you know, I'm, on, I'm pretty much on all the big ones though. I've, uh, um, stopped using the, you know, formerly known as Twitter, Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Well, and I've, I've kind of just parked. My, I'm still on there. I just parked it. I'm not really actively using it anymore. Um, but yeah, but I'm on, you know, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Threads, uh, Blue Sky. I do have a TikTok account, but I haven't really used it. But mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one that's. Uh, I don't know. It's. It's beyond me. I'm not, I'm not that great. I need to get better at video because everyone else is doing video now, but yeah, I'm not yeah. that great at that. But um, yeah, so that's where you can find me. And then uh, for the second part of um, like the question, yeah, there's the, the Halloween one, which is coming out every week in October, mm-hmm. um, which actually I just finished that up like about a month ago. So Very it's, um, yeah. And then uh, also in Star Trek, um, been working on uh the Picard's Academy, which Love is it. for uh young audiences. And the first first issue is out already. Um you might still be able to find that at your local comic shop. And I believe the second issue comes out November 8th. And um then also like the first week of November, um I you know return to Doctor Who again mm-hmm, <laughs> for a mm-hmm. uh, um a special that uh, uh Dan Slot wrote. Um and so I did a lot of the colors on, on that. And actually I did that a year ago and, but it's coming out next month. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah. Time. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, yeah. And th- there are a few of like indie books that I'm working on right now that, um, I don't think I can really talk about yet. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't know when they'll actually be hitting stores. Um, and, uh, yeah. And beyond that, I, I, I've, don't really have anything else lined up so but hopefully i'll be yeah i mean i i try to line up like when starts stuff starts coming to a close i try to start lining up new stuff and mm-hmm. it's uh it's always uh the, the difficult part of freelancing <laughs> right right well you've had a, a very prolific career so i'm looking forward to the things that are coming next and mm-hmm. uh no doubt that the projects will continue to be there and looking forward to yeah. seeing more coloring writing and mm-hmm. creating from you yeah and and i'm hoping um 
since now I'm in my forties, I've been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> and so now I'm in my forties. I'm hoping to, um, uh, in the next few years, maybe start, uh, leading some projects, doing something that I can actually like own a piece of as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, uh, start instead of doing it as like a, uh, you know, a freelance get paid one sort of a thing, maybe something that I, that I can look at as more of an investment for the future, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I would like to strike into that bit. So that's something new that I'm going to have to try to figure out how to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, looking forward to it, looking forward to seeing how, um, all of the creating comes together. Did we miss anything that you want to make sure to share before we close out? Um, I don't think so. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, thank you, Charlie. Thanks for taking some time to talk with me and I will uh, always be glad to share about your work. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for uh, asking me on.